0: And now, here is the latest weather news. Here are a few late football results, and here are some amazingly obscene photographs. (laughs) Well, that's all from me. The uh, next programme will start in half an hour. In the meantime, here are a few tips for motorists.
1: Preparing your car for long journeys. First of all, go to your garage and check whether you have a garage. (laughs) If you have, then look inside and see if you have a car. But be careful, a car has four wheels. If it's only got two, then it's not a car, it's a motorbike. Only look closely, because it might quite easily be a disused cannon. (laughs) Or two wheelbarrows, or a car badly in need of repair. (laughs) If it is a car, then follow these useful hints. First, check whether your wheels are secure. If they are not, then they will tend to fly off at high speeds causing you considerable discomfort. <laughs> Secondly, check your engine. If it is there, then your problems really begin. <laughs> because if it isn't, then it's far less likely to go wrong. Thirdly, your big end. This is liable to go at any moment. If this is a relief to some of you, then you are obviously thinking about a different sort of big end. <laughs> check your lights, brakes and tyres. These can go horribly wrong and ruin your entire holiday. Happy motoring.
0: That was an official announcement made on behalf of British Railways. Once again, the Dave leader of the band strikes up the catchy melody, catchy melody, of the Angus Prune tune, which brings barging into your homes. Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, David Hatch, Joe Candle, and Bill Oddy. and here is the Welsh rabbit of them all, John Toasted Cheese, to tell you. Oh no, it's I'm sorry. I'll read that again, again. <laughs> Who, us? Who, us? Yes, you. Do as it's four o'clock in the morning. Is it really? I make it three minutes, two. Three minutes, two. Yes, you've got three minutes till four o'clock. Yeah, three minutes till four. Well, thanks for telling us, anyway. Will you give us a shout at half-past for our tea break? Tea break. Look, you're keeping me awake. Sorry about that, Sorry mate. Sorry about that, mate. But this is important council business. Important council business. We're sir. drilling for moles. Drilling for moles! <laughs> Would you mind very much telling me why you're drilling for moles? Well, there are many, ain't they, mate? Ain't they, mate? They yeah. keep people awake with their tap dancing. Tap dancing, yeah. <laughs> tap dancing. I've never heard them tap dancing. Well, they do it very quietly. Very (laughs) quietly. And that's not all. Isn't it? No. Oh, and that's not all. When everything's quiet, they creep into your water pipes and they giggle. Giggle, giggle. That's what they do. Haven't you ever been sitting in your bath all unsuspecting and heard a high-pitched, moody giggle come drifting up your overflow pipe? (laughs) I can't say I have. Oh, well, they were probably tap dancing at the time. (laughs) Look, who are you? I'm Brock the Badger. And I'm Peter Rabbit. Oh, yes. And I'm the Tittlemouse. Pleased to meet you, madam. Pleased to meet you, madam. <laughs> of course, Mrs. Tittlemouse, those aren't our real names. Dear me, no. We use them so that if the moles hear us talking, they'll say, Oh, that's just Brock the Badger and Peter Rabbit talking, and they'll go on tap dancing or giggling, or eating tube trains. Eating tube trains? Why do they eat tube trains? Because they're hungry. go oh. blimey, do it. Don't be stupid. Who's stupid. stupid. He's stupid. He's stupid, all right. Look, look. What do you do with a mole when you catch them? We beat them to death with a piece of cloth. <laughs> Why a piece of cloth? Well, we don't want to hurt them, do we? Don't worry. Don't want to hack her. Yes, that's what we do, Mrs. Tittlemouse. Listen, listen, it's four o'clock in the morning. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. And my name's not Mrs. Tittlemouse. I see. I see. I thought as much. much. What do you mean? Mm, We know why you're posing under a false identity. What identity? Why? Because you're a mole. You're a mole. You're a a nasty, evil little mole, aren't you? Nasty little mole. I'm not a mole. (laughs) Look, I am not a mole. Now go and shut up. Oh, I'm going
1: back to bed. We fooled him, all right. We fooled him, all right. He really <coughs> thought we were digging for moles. <laughs> well, what do we do now? Let's go and giggle up his water pipes. I fancy a nice tube <to> train myself. <laughs>
0: Garden Club. Or, I'm sorry, I'll weed that again. Yes, it's time for all of us to go out into the garden. And what's this delicately scented little fellow turning his face to the sun? Good evening. It's our host, Percy Throw-Up.
2: Oh, he's lovely.
1: My goodness, isn't it grand in the garden?
2: It's grand anywhere. All around
1: us. All All around us, the blossoms are bursting into flowers. These flimsy little things are, of course, daisies.
0: Give me those back.
1: Oh, isn't it grand in the garden? Yeah. Anyway, of course, now is the time we should be thinking about petunias.
0: Petunias. Petunias.
1: So now we've thought about them, let's meet this week's first guest. That's Mr. Arthur Guest, who is at this moment pottering about in his window box.
2: Good, good evening. I've had many hours of harmless fun just listening to my window box.
1: Listening? Yeah, yeah,
2: like to this.
1: What's that? A cauliflower. Oh, I thought it was a dog rose. No. <laughs> oh, wait, and wait I, a minute, I, no, no, no,
2: and I've got I've got a lovely pansy. Mm. <laughs> And and, and spring onions. (laughs) And one, one, one run of beans. Come back! Oh, dear. Now I shall have to organize a hunt to go and round them all up.
1: Ah, a beanstalk. No... I use a gun. Ah, a bean shoot. You're right. <laughs> well, I suppose that's the lot. No, I've got lots more. I was afraid you had. Uh... This, this
2: is my pride and joy, me Hyacinth.
1: Oh. oh, yes. Now, Arthur, I've often wondered, how did that get its name? <laughs> I
2: have wondered well, that. I'm glad you wondered that. Uh, yes. It's because every morning when I get up, I take a look at it and think, ha, 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 it's higher since yesterday. Oh,
1: sorry, it? Thank you, Arthur. And, now, sorry, Arthur. and now, one word, jellyfish. And now, whatever you plant, lay the seeds out neatly and they'll be fine. Though I know a lot of you have been having trouble with cats, but just plant them in six inches of compost and they should come up lovely. (laughs) And now?
0: I'm going to tell you how to scare off the birds and stop them digging up the seeds. The simplest method is the basic oral alarm like this. Does not, however, always meet with due respect. <laughs> Boo. Some people try to deal with birds by putting out newspapers, in the hope that they'll be too busy reading to dig up (laughs) seeds. Personally, I favour a more subtle approach. I put out a life-size plastic statue of St Francis of Assisi, and all the little birds come down and sit on his arms, all the little wrens and sparrows and robins. And fluffy little titmice. Yes, and they all line up happily, twittering on his saintly arms. And so all the little
1: birds are safely gathered together on the statue. Yes, and Uh then it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That'll spare Yeah, well, finally, last word about our creeper. Remember, four weeks ago, to show how a good creeper will twist itself around anything, I started this one on my ankle. Last week, it was up to my shoulders, and tonight, as you can see, it's right up. <laughs>
0: Good morning, madam. Can I help you? Yes, I'd like to buy a toy, please. Well, this is a toy shop, madam. You'd hardly come in here if you wanted a pound of potatoes, would you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> no pity, because i got some nice King Edwards in at the moment. <laughs> How about a lovely cauliflower? Well, I really wanted something for my young nephew. Mm, sorry, madam, we don't do part exchange. I mean, I want to buy him a toy. Ah, ah, well then you're in luck, madam, because I've got one. Here, what do you think of this? Oh, yes. But it looks a bit like a dead mouse. It does indeed, madam. It does indeed. You've hit the nail right on the head. It does indeed look like a perfectly ordinary dead mouse. But it is, in fact, an electric train set. An electric train set? Yes, madam. Yes, madam. All you have to do is place it in the middle of the floor, lock the door, turn out the light, and shout, goodness, what fun I'm having with my electric train set. Hooray for my electric train set. My word, this is a fine electric train set. Yes. Well, uh... Have you anything else? Certainly, madam. Certainly, madam. How about this? You mean this onion? <laughs> yes, yes, I agree, madam. It does look incredibly like a common or garden, run-of-the-mill, everyday household onion. It is, in fact, an electric train set. <laughs> it's a little more expensive than the other model, but you'll get a lot more fun out of it. Better value, isn't it? Oh, yes, madam. All you do is put it on the floor, lock the door, turn out the light and shout, by gum, I'm certainly having a lot more fun with my new electric train set, than I had with that rotten old dead mouse. Well, I think I'd rather see something else, if I may. By all means, madam. How about this? Wham-bang. The extremely surprising exploding sausage. But this is just an ordinary sausage. It couldn't explode. Mm, I know, madam. But if it did, you must admit it would be extremely surprising. <laughs> well, I think perhaps I'll look at... No, no no, well. no, no, no. Wait a minute, madam. Uh, is, the, is the little fellow interested in uh, model aeroplanes, trains, cars, that sort of thing? Well, he is. Ah, but... ah, ah. Well, that's lucky. Because I have here an authentic, full-scale replica of a wooden plank. The little chap could have endless hours of fun with this. He could take it into the street, lead it up against a passing fat lady, and then run up it and pour hot tapioca pudding uh, in her ears. Or he could uh, saw it in half and run up two very short fat ladies. Or he could run up one short fat lady twice. Oh, uh, no, he could, thank uh, you. No, no, no. Oh, hang no. on, hang on, madam. Uh, how, how about this uh, Hunt the Thimble set, consisting of a thimble and a 17-bedroom house near Lowestoft to in? No. No, no. Uh, well, uh, how about this Junior Handerman Tadpole mending kit? Uh, or this reinforced concrete gallstone? No, I'm sorry. I came in here to buy a toy, and all you've done is show me a load of old rubbish. If you're the proprietor of this shot, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Ah, ah, ah. but I'm not the proprietor, madam. I am, in fact, an electric train set. <laughs> Rough in here, Bolson. There's a large, unidentified object splashing about on the port bow, sir. Really? What's it doing? It appears to be singing, sir. Singing? Yes, sir. Very noisily. We can't have that. It's terrible. Run up to the lookout and have a closer look, will you? Can you see it? Yes, sir. It is singing. Singing? Yes, and it's got a piano in there. Is it? Broadcasting? I think it may be. It's got a microphone. All right. Come down. We're inside territorial waters, aren't we? I think so, sir. Right. We'll have to sink it. Oh, no, sir. Don't argue. Sorry, sir. Call in air support.
1: Hello? Ship to air. Captain Fosdyke. Come in, Fosdyke.
0: Fosdyke here. Yeah, what's the trouble? Unidentified singing object in the shallow end, believed to be broadcasting in territorial waters. Please annihilate. An Message received. Over and out. Washington, yeah. Washington, yeah. Washington, Washington, right, we're going in. Damn, like <laughs> try again. Forced like to Most like the ship. ship. No good. They're bouncing off him. Perhaps you scared him. Is he still going? I All right then. We're going down. You mean torpedoes. Close airlock.
2: Close airlock.
0: Submerge to seven inches. Seven inches. Dive, dive, dive. dive. Right. Up periscope. Up periscope. Can you Condu- see him? Now? Oh, what on that? Oh, I see. Yes, yes. Got him. Got him, son. It. This could be dangerous. That's all right, son. Huh? Good lad. Right? Jeez. Again, continues its survey of the forces with a look at the British Army. Look,
2: the British Army. Where? Good evening. Was there a moment ago? Terrible.
0: Yes. Let us pay our respects to the service that really matters. The Air Force has given us the freedom of the air, and the Navy has given us the freedom of the sea, uh, which is great if you're a bird or a fish, uh, but not many of our listeners are. Uh, but to those who are, tweet tweet and gulp gulp. <laughs> Nevertheless, it is the army that has given us the freedom of the land.
2: Get out of my reddy cornfield, you dirt! Why
0: is an army necessary? Well, it was one of man's first instincts to form an army.
2: Hey, I killed that pterodactyl,
0: it's mine! No, it isn't, it's mine. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'll hit you, my club! You couldn't. you're smaller than I am. Then I'll get my brother to hit you. My brother's bigger than yours.
2: Mm, but he's not as big as my
0: auntie's! Oh. <laughs>
2: And so the
0: first armies were formed. To start with, they were very small, like Bilotti. But they grew and grew until they became a menace to society, like Bilotti. <laughs> and the greatest army of all, and I can say this with complete prejudice, was the British Army. Yeah, 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 yeah. It started well with our first great general, Bodicea. Follow me into battle, man. Why? Because I'm the queen. Now he tells us. <laughs> Bodicea was the first and last of our women generals, which means that the only parts that Joe Kendall will get from now on will be drummer boys and loose women. Wellington was a woman! No, he wasn't. Oh, well, it was worth a try. I could be a rack. You are a rack. No, I'm not. I'm just a bit tired, that's all. British generals have always been noted for their ingenuity. Bodicea's army was faced with overwhelming odds, and odds are difficult to fight at the best of times. I mean, they're so big and hairy with nasty buck teeth. The Bodicea had a plan up her sleeve, which he took out and read. Tie knives to the chariot wheels and we'll cut the enemy to pieces. And from that moment on, armies began to fight with small arms. <laughs> And tiny little legs. <laughs> to be honest, not all our ingenious plans were successful.
2: Ancient Britons! Yes. The Romans is coming! Oh, no. But I've got an idea! Yes. We'll paint ourselves blue. With woad? Exactly, woad. And when the Romans see us, they'll be scared out of their wits and run for their lives.
0: And so, with devilish cunning, they painted themselves blue and waited for Caesar. Chenti-Betani-Push-Off. Which, roughly translated, means...
2: Get out of the world! (laughs) Get out of the world!
0: And this is just what they did. British military history gets a little vague round here, with the Dark Ages and all that, so uh, I'd like to make a little jump. And here I am in 1066. The battle of goat nursery under the willows. I didn't touch her constable. Why not bring back Dick Barton, the penny is too big a coin, by Hastings town. Or the Battle of Hastings, as it's now vulgarly known. The The Battle Battle of Hastings. Hastings. (laughs) (laughs) Vulgarly. (laughs) King Harold produced a splendid army. Previous British armies had been weak under weak kings, especially Harold's predecessor. I did it. I... I admit it. I killed him. It wasn't a butler. It was me, Perry. I did it. I didn't like the way he looked at my knees. So I ate his goldfish, do you hear me? I ate it. I I couldn't stand the way he looked at my knees. Who is that? Edward the Confessor. (laughs) Was, was a good general, with an eye for a good battle position, which was just his trouble. He was defeated gloriously. Doesn't sound very glorious to me. Oh, yes, yes. Britain is always most glorious in defeat.
1: But he's boxer in glorious defeat. Read all about a courageous way he battled on against the world champion. With blood in his eyes and the Union Jack and on his heart. Our lucky lad staggered on until even he had to admit defeat after 30 gruelling seconds of the way in. <laughs>
2: Come on, did we ever win anything? Well, we
0: did, but uh, I think it would be best if we skipped the odd hundred years. Why? Well, it's a bit embarrassing, you see. Uh, a lot of Scots and Welsh listen to this program, Ooh. and uh, the sort of thing they don't want to listen to is how Edward the First thumped the living daylights out of them. <laughs> I think we'd better hurry on to Edward the Third, who successfully whopped the frogs, or French, as our
1: frog listeners prefer to be called. <laughs>
0: Edward the Third was a woman. No, he was not. Did he have a wife? Yes. Then I'm his wife. She was dumb. Oh.
1: As I was saying, before I was so rudely interrupted by Edward III's dumb wife, we whopped the frogs. The French army was very aristocratic, but the British army was rather plebeian, like you and me, or like you, anyway.
0: What? to the beach, dear friend. What are you doing, Jo? I'm Henry V, winning at Ashencourt.
1: Henry V was not a woman. Yes, he was. I read it. Where? Somewhere. Oh, all right. He was a woman. But it's once more under the breach, not beach.
0: Well, I thought of that, but no woman in her right mind is going to say once more under the breach, dear friends. <laughs> She's much more likely to say, let's have a nice little picnic on the beach, dear. I'll pack a few sandwiches. away, no
1: way. But fortunately, Henry was only joking. And he... Or rather, she and her men went into the breach with a well.
2: Hurry up, Will. I'm sorry, I'm having trouble with me breach.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a magnificent victory. We now come to the Napoleonic War.
2: Wait a minute, you've left out lots. What about the Wars of the Roses?
0: They're boring. And what about Oliver Cromwell? What about Oliver Cromwell?
2: He created Britain's first standing army. It's very important. The army stood and Cromwell rose.
1: Not to mention Earl's court, no, right. no. No. Yes. No. Yes. no. Right. Better not
0: mention No. No. Straight to, to the, the <laughs> Napoleonic Wars. Napoleon, I can see a thin red line. What can it be? Oh, that. That is lipstick. That's strange, strange, ah, strange. I distinctly heard you say, not an eye, Josephine. Then you distinctly had wrong. What I said was, well,
1: not an eye, Josephine. Let's make it about Tita. <laughs> Good
2: look. Good look, look, look. 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 There is another thing ah. thin red line. Another thin red line. Yes. It must be the
0: British. Good morning, gentlemen.
2: Zutala,
1: the Duke of Wellington, to boot.
0: The safe. Excuse me mentioning this, Napoleon, but your hat's on crooked. I think, Wellington, you are must Khan. It is your hat that is on crooked. Uh, is it? I know should be different to Nelson's, but I can never remember what it is. Tell me, Wellington, which, which hand you prefer to stick into your jacket? Uh, the one you don't, and I always forget which that one is, too. Aren't? It is the right. Or is it the left? I forget.
1: But now it is time to fight, and may the best man win.
0: And that's exactly what happened. The Englishman won.
2: <laughs> Soon,
0: war was no longer a gentlemanly game. Endless days in the muddy, rat-infested trenches were relieved only by the colourful cockney humour of the private soldiers.
2: God blimey, what a lark swipe me, eh, hey, hey? eh? God blimey jelly-deals, listen oh, here. Oh, listen oh, here, oh, listen oh, here. Oh, I've got a secret weapon and a mile in road at oh, home, haven't yeah. I, eh? Hey? Them Germans cop their eyes on that, they'd seem shifting, not it, eh? Hey? What's, What's that, that, then, mate? It's me flaming mother-in-law! Like. Ah! <laughs> oh. Now, then, now, man. we've been
0: in this trench for two years. And I've won I'm sick of it. Retrench, sir. No, the colourful Cockney humour. Well, you have to laugh. No, you don't. Now, men, what we need is a brave young officer to lead us over the top. I'll do it, sir. Splendid, Lieutenant. After all, I've got nothing to lose, sir. Well, we just have to take your word for that, Lieutenant.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and over the top they went, through the mud and over the barboire. Ah! You were wrong, Lieutenant. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but suddenly... The war took a turn for the better. A few tanks and a few Americans, and it was all over. The Second World War came and went, and then... Well, hang on a minute. You can't just skip the Second World War like that. Oh, can't I? Of course you can't. It's so complicated. Well, simplify it, then. Oh, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, John Cleese will now do his well-known impersonation of the Second World War. (laughs) Will I? Yes. All right, then. (laughs) British is <laughs> Capture that bridge, man! We will fight them on the beaches! <laughs> I think he got me, sir! Oh, well, we always get beaten. Say, Bud, can we help? You're late! <laughs> British is fine! We surrender! Ah, oh, saw, so, but we don't! Ah, <laughs> oh, saw, so, now we don't! Traders all that money. we
1: come to the present time, it has been said that the British soldier has become soft. Corboreal!
2: Grow your hair! Yes. Yes, sir. Thank you. What do you think these are? They're stripes, Sergeant. How do you think got them? i got 'em? got I would like to say, sir.
1: Squad! Squad! Wait for it! I can't. I can't. <laughs>
0: That as it may, let us not end our survey on the decline of the British Army. But remember with gratitude the glories of the past by singing that wonderful old marching song, The British Grenadiers. Some talk of Alexander oh. and some of Hercules, of Hector and Ison, and such great names as Cleese. Not the so the Angus Croon tune brings to an end another edition of Rolling About at Chatsworth which was written this week by Timbrook Taylor, Graham Garden, and Bill Ody. If you thought you heard voices they were probably those of Timbrook Taylor, John Cleese, David Hatch, Joe Kendall, and Bill Oddie. Bill Oddie wrote The Witty Ditties, Leon Cohen The Deranged Arrangements and Dave Lee and his group played the music. Shh, music. I'm sorry I'll Read That Again it was produced by Humphrey Barclay unbelievably well. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> unbelievably. Well that's it until next week. <laughs> when John Otto Cleese will murmur... Oh no! It's the Wonder Zone. You
2: don't! the I'm a good Tell us your name!
0: He married Mary Battles <laughs> <He married laughs>